Welcome back to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is interactive serialized fiction. There's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Welcome to episode number 42. We'll be reading the Wren Island series, part 4, scene 37. This will be the first episode from part 4 of the series. Are you just joining us? In the show notes, you'll find a short synopsis of what the Wren Island series is all about. You'll also find a link to the episode right before this one, which is a recap of what happened in parts 1 through 3 of the series. At the end of Part 3, Allison had just barely made it back home, safe, to Wren Island. Now we'll find out the extent of Allison's injuries from that terrible accident, and we'll see how she's spending her time these days. We'll spend about six minutes reading. Afterward, stick around to find out why Allison's little dog, Lokita, sometimes gets extra special attention throughout Part 4 of the series. Here we go! The Wren Island Series by Laura Joy Lloyd, Part 4, Scene 37 On a lounge chair at the edge of the dune, overlooking the ocean, Allison soaked up the warm sunshine. Her wide-brimmed hat and large sunglasses dimmed the brilliance coming off the water. The cotton blanket Aunt Macy had tucked around her shielded the cool breeze. Curled into a ball across Allison's legs, little Lokita snored rhythmically. Allison stroked the dog's fur, clean and sweet-smelling thanks to Aunt Macy taking charge of bathing the dogs regularly. In the forest behind Allison, several crows cawed to each other, raucously chattering, quieting, then raising a ruckus again, holding court, as Aunt Amelia liked to say. Virgil said that a group of crows was called a murder of crows. Whoever thought of that one must have had some time on their hands. Allison played with Lokita's soft eyebrows and watched a sailboat make slow progress toward the west. A boat that size could be piloted by one person, on their own, going somewhere interesting. Allison sighed. The day she had returned to Wren, slumped on the boat deck and not at all certain of anything, She'd shocked poor Aunt Macy into panic mode. Then Aunt Macy galloped into boss mode. Allison was whisked off to the mainland hospital in Virgil's fishing pontoon, with Aunt Amelia and Ed along for support. Ralph was ordered, in no uncertain terms, to keep an eye on Lester, a job Ralph had already willingly taken on. Maddie and Jax were put to work scrubbing Allison's boat deck. Scrubbed it so clean you could eat off it, Ralph said. But Ralph might have lower standards than herself in that department. As soon as the boat was clean, Lester had hollered for Maddie and off they went, back to where they lived on Reclamation Island, probably. Allison had spent twelve days in the hospital. First, staring at the ceiling, waiting for her neck and head injury to stabilize. Careful breaths with a punctured lung. Then the excruciating first days after hip surgery. Physical therapy to get her sprained knees working well enough to support the new hip. Every time someone other than Aunt Macy visited her in the hospital, she scrambled to pull the sheet across her icky, scabbed arm. 
You'd think she'd be mature enough by now to not be concerned by her looks. True beauty was on the inside, not on the surface, and all that. But there she was, trying to be presentable even in a hospital gown. When Aunt Shasta noticed Allison's embarrassment, she went out and bought three linen robes with long, wide sleeves. Comfy, practical, and pretty. That was the same day Aunt Shasta delivered a bunch of cashmere cardigans and gourmet coffee to the nurses. Once Allison got home, the real work began. Learning to roll into a seated position with cracked ribs, inching around the house a little more at a time, keeping up with a the physical therapy someone was always on hand to help with, staying on top of the pain with just enough, but not too much, medication. Aunt Macy still insisted she rest every afternoon. These days, Aunt Macy took care of everything. The dogs, the house, the property, all the meals, unless Aunt Shasta and Ralph got inspired to barbecue. The cleaning chores Aunt Macy delegated to anyone who happened by. One morning, Aunt Macy convinced Ralph, Ed, and Jax to pull the arcade games out from the garage wall, sweep the cobwebs, and polish the units. Then she handed out lemonade and quarters. And when Allison cried about having lost Gemma's motorbike, Aunt Macy took charge of that, too. She put Gemma on speakerphone so Allison could hear for herself that Gemma wasn't at all worried about losing the bike. All Gemma wanted was for Allison to make a full recovery. We're all pulling for you, Allison. And Allison had laid back against the pillow and cried some more, while Aunt Macy covered for her by chatting away all upbeat. One of these days, when the boathouse didn't feel too far away and she could keep her balance better, she was going back to Reclamation Island. She'd bring a gift to Gemma and check on Maddie Conway. She dozed, watching Louise chase dragonflies in the grassy dune, then woke up when Aunt Amelia settled into a nearby lounge chair. Aunt Amelia tugged her pink cardigan into place and held her e-reader up to her face, reading in large print, probably. Aunt Amelia was a real trooper, never any complaints, not a single one. Aunt Amelia was a trooper, all right. The gong from the commune sounded. Aunt Amelia pulled out her phone, tapped the screen a few times, and angled it toward Allison. They listened as nearby orcas sang. When the orcas moved on, Aunt Amelia tucked away her phone and picked up her e-reader again, all without either of them having said a word. Lokita burrowed deeper into the blanket across Allison's legs. When Louise came close, Allison played with the dog's wide, brown eyebrows. We just read from the Wren Island series, Part 4, Scene 37. It might sound a little wonky, but I worry about the characters on Wren Island just like you do. After writing about Allison's motorbike accident and physical injuries, I was relieved to finally write a peaceful scene where Allison is quietly recovering. Home on Wren Island, safe, surrounded by people who love her. While I was writing this part of the series, my own little dog, Moki, who is the inspiration for Allison's dog, Lokita, passed away. It's so hard to lose our beloved pets, isn't it? It's not obvious in part four, but if you read between the lines, you'll see places where Lokita is given extra special attention because she's an extra special doggy. That's the story behind the story. 
Allison mentioned how her Aunt Macy had stepped up to take care of things. We'll find out how Macy feels about her new responsibilities in the next episode. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. If this was your first visit to Wren Island and you'd like to find out what happened before you arrived, you'll find links in the show notes to listen to a recap episode or listen to the series from the very beginning. Even better, click on the link to subscribe to receive my emails. You'll become part of the very special group of readers who influence what happens on Wren Island. This is interactive serialized fiction. There is always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me. 